Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the KPRC 2 Sports Podcast. I am KPRC Channel 2 Sports Director Randy McElvoy. Great to uh, see you again. I hope you're listening and watching as we uh, check in, as we always do weekly here on KPRC 2 Plus and ClickToHouston.com. There's a lot going on in the Houston sports scene. As you know, it is football season. The Texans uh, right now uh, looking for that first victory off to an 0-3-1 start going to Jacksonville Sunday and uh, they have a chance hopefully to get that first victory. We'll find out. Good news, they've been in all four games uh, down the wire. Fourth quarter has been a problem. If they could just string it together a little bit better for four quarters, maybe they can get that victory, and perhaps it could start uh, coming up Sunday against the Jags. Uh, but we're going to talk on this week's edition of the KPRC 2 Sports Podcast, Episode 12, uh, we are going to talk Astros baseball because I know that's on the minds of a lot of people. Uh, you could feel the buzz in the city. Isn't it a good feeling when you walk around? You've seen the people wearing their jerseys, um, just wearing their hats, showing their support for the Astros. And uh, it, it has been a remarkable run for the Astros since 2015 when A.J. Hinch arrived, uh, got the Astros to the playoffs, and really set the bar high then. And outside of 2016, when they missed the playoffs, I mean, this team has been there every year. And I think this city, as you'll hear in just a moment, uh, this city has grown accustomed to high-level baseball uh, from the Houston Astros and expecting playoff action in October. And that's a good feeling. Uh, This uh, baseball team is on a roll right now. This franchise is on a roll with so many great players and uh, many players, despite the fact losing a few in this run, they just reload and make another run. And that's what they've done this year as they start the ALDS coming up on Tuesday. The Astros, as you know, are the number one seed in the American League. Uh, yesterday, I had a chance, and when I was out covering, as we often are, pregame at an Astros game uh, in the clubhouse and, uh, and the manager, Dusty Baker, uh, after Dusty was done with his uh, media obligation with the uh, writers and the broadcasters, uh, I had arranged a one-on-one interview with Dusty Baker. I've been working on this for a few weeks, trying to find some time with him in uh, a day that works in his schedule. Sure enough, we were able to do this yesterday. And uh, this interview is going to play on Sports Sunday, a lot of it. And I wanted to make it a part of this podcast because I think so many people are interested in, in kind of how the manager's feeling. We hear from the players all the time, but kind of behind the scenes with the manager, Dusty Baker. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to play right now uh, a chunk of our conversation, and uh, you get a chance to hear from Astros manager, Dusty Baker. Uh, what a great career he had as a player. He won championships as a player. He's been an outstanding manager in his career uh, from the dugout, winning 100 games for teams in both leagues, which isn't done. But he's still looking for that first World Series as a manager. Could this Astros team deliver? We're going to find out in the weeks ahead. But right now, let's play some of my conversation as I go one-on-one with Astros manager Dusty Baker in the dugout at Minute Maid Park. All right, here at Minute Maid Park uh, with the skipper, Dusty Baker. Good to see you. And, uh, man, it is postseason time again. This this never gets old. You've been around this game forever, and I know when this thing gets cranked up Tuesday, the, the adrenaline's going to be going, isn't it? Well, it's probably be gone a little bit before that. You have to kind of, you know, control your excitement a little bit or else 
you're, you know, got some wasted energy. Yeah. But, you know, better energy than no energy. And, uh, you know, this club knows how to how to prepare for uh, for postseason. They don't know how to prepare for this length of time that we're off. But, you know, it's a learning period for us, too. And uh, the town's excited. And the town, you know, we spoiled the town, you know, because they expected, we expected. And, you know, it's hard to stay on top. You know, for the, for the length of time that we've been on top, because you see uh, a lot of clubs are rebuilding all the time or rebuilding shortly after. Um, so, I mean, this 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 organization is like keep building on on top of what what has already been built. You got a club that's this talented. I think a lot of people would be interested in as a manager. What's what's the most difficult part of your job when you've got a team that's talented during a course of 162? Well. Putting guys in a position where they most likely succeed, and also yeah. uh, keeping guys engaged uh, by by playing everybody, you know, without weakening yourselves, playing everybody, and then um, you know some of the toughest parts of the, that I was told about manager when I first started was to sit on your hands and let them play sometime because yeah, uh, and and. Lou Pinella said when he was in Seattle, when he had King Griffey Jr. and A-Rod and all that, that group, so he just said, stay out of the way sometime. Yeah. But but that's the most difficult time, knowing when to manage and when to let them play and, you know, when to stay really, really engaged or when to stay away from just observing, you know, and, uh, uh, and just trying to keep everybody uh, fresh because it hadn't been easy. It looks like it's been easy, but it's but you know we had we had a bunch of players miss a lot of games, and uh, yeah, when you look at our extra guys, I mean, you look at McCormick has three hundred and something at bats. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, Ramos, he has three hundred and something at bats. I mean, they were taking somebody's um, place, and uh, I think a couple of uh, it was really really encouraging to see. You know, even though he hadn't had a good year yet, to see the number of games that 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 Yuli and Bregman have played. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, that's. I mean, that's a real, real, real key. And 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 Tucker, and and you know these guys and a lot of games, a lot of ABs. Yeah, and it's yeah. great to see Maldi get hit 15 home runs. A lot of people talk yeah. about his offense, but this guy, I mean, he's one of the best catchers there is, controlling the game and. And he'll pop you every now and then with a big hit. A couple of names throw at you, just uh, what stood out. Justin Verlander's gotten the attention of what he's been able to accomplish at age 39. He says he's not surprised because he knows what it took to get to this point. But a lot of people didn't expect this season. Well, and this may have been one of his best seasons ever. Well, I, you know, I don't know uh, what to expect. I mean, you know, you're going to get what you get. Yeah. But you got to go out there and prove it and do it. And, you know, I'm not surprised because I think he took his time. He worked exceptionally hard. I, I was staying in contact with him, I don't know, every now and then, every couple months, and uh, see how you're doing. Our fitness and training staff stayed in contact with him all the time. They'd say he's throwing from 60 feet or he threw yeah. 60 pitches or, or whatever. I mean, he came back. You know, he... You know, he built up to this, mm-hmm. and I think also that our that our coaching staff, the pitching staff, you know, 
made sure that he got to this point with the six-man rotation, and right. we were also very lucky to have enough talent to have a six-man uh, rotate. You can have a six-man rotation. The two of them aren't any good. <laughs> That's right. You got a lot of good ones. <laughs> yeah, and then, but that does it takes some pressure off your bullpen. I mean, you know, sure. our, our bullpen's not over pitch. Right. And the, the fact that we got four, you know, Jim, James Pitt got us. Mike, theoretically, we got four closers. Right. The guys that have closed in the past. And so, uh, you know, pitching and defense has been our strong point. But that's the strong point of almost uh, every championship team. Yeah. All right, you go into the postseason. It starts on Tuesday. It's going to be, what, Toronto or Seattle. You guys care who you play? I mean, you, you guys, you know all about Seattle. Yeah, well, yeah, and you, you, you know, you've seen Toronto. Yeah, both are tough. I mean, you can't pick and choose anybody. You know, if you're going to go to the championship, you got to beat everybody. Yep. You know, I mean, and I think it's dangerous to try to say, oh, I'd rather face this team or that team. Well, if that team's hot at that point in time, they can beat you. You know what I mean? And so, no, man, you just got to – you can't worry about it necessarily about who you're playing as much until it gets here. you got to – you just prepare your own team. Last question. Uh, you're looking for that World Series as, as a skipper. Yeah. Uh, it, that, that's kept you out. I mean, that's one thing that's kept you out. You love the game. You love to manage. Yeah. Well, that's you, won that world, you want that world championship as a manager. Oh, yeah. But that's one thing that's kept me motivated because if I had won it a couple of times in the past, I might be home by then. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes, uh, sometimes, you know, I, I believe the Lord, you know, things that care in front of you, you know, to keep you motivated not only for yourself but to, but to help motivate other guys that are, have uh, aspirations of being where I am or, or young coaches, young players, uh, and, and sometimes it's not in your control. I mean, we think everything's in our control, but it's in, it's in the control it's in the control of the Lord, you know, whether you like it or I like it, and that's one thing I've learned uh, over the course, and, you know, hey, I'll get it, and, and I always said if I get one, I'll get two, so one's, one's uh, in front of us. Absolutely. Best of luck to you, Dustin. Hey, thanks for the time. Good luck. We'll All see right. you at the ALDS. All right, I'll be there. All right, an outstanding uh, conversation with Dusty Baker. I love talking baseball, talking shop with him, especially in a relaxed setting like that That was at Minute Maid Park. I hope you enjoyed that as well as you get to uh, hear from the Astros manager himself and kind of how they're preparing not only to deal with this break that they're on right now, an unprecedented one because of the new format with five days between end of the season and, and getting ramped up in the playoffs. But uh, they're, they're having to schedule that, uh, workouts over the weekend, and then it all leads to the regular scheduled media day and workout on Monday. And then game one, ALDS against either Toronto or Seattle. Uh, that series of wildcard series opens on Friday, so that's who the Astros will play in the ALDS. And, of course, like every year, we'll be covering the Astros at every angle, home and away. I'll be either in Seattle or Toronto next weekend. So, hey, we appreciate you checking in here on the KPRC2 Sports Podcast, Episode 12, and it is a good one talking Astros playoff baseball. We'll do it again next week as well, either talking Astros or a variety of subjects, either myself, Ari Alexander, or Chancellor Johnson. But so long for now again. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening to the KPRC2 Sports Podcast, Episode 12. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week.